Hey everybody, this is the podcast about RPGs or role-playing games. That's right, we're some nerds in Salt Lake City who play nerdy games and we're going to talk about uh, the tabletop RPG kind and the different types of them that we've played because there's a surprising amount of them out there and we've had some good times with them. Uh, hello, my name is Mike. Uh, sitting with me today, he just cracked open a tasty cerveza, is... Hey, I'm Stu. Um, I am just cracked open a Bohemian, their common, their Cottonwood Common American Style Hybrid Lager. I've never had this one. It's pretty so. good. Looks good. And I'm Scott. Uh, oh, I yeah, could, Scott's here. Hi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's your house. <laughs> <laughs> my house. In the middle of my house. Oh, Lord. All right. It's either <laughs> that or that Flo Rida song. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my house. <laughs> right. So the theme is tabletop role playing games. And uh, I figure we should all just start by talking about the first role playing game that we played. Uh, I'm not going to go first, though. Uh, I'll go first. Um, the first one I ever played was D&D 3.5. Uh, actually, of... it was probably third. <laughs> it was third at that point. And what are we on now? Fifth. Okay. I mean, I knew that, but just in I case think when I first it. dipped my toe in, it was solidly third edition, and then I didn't play for a little while. And the next time I played an RPG, it was three point five, and that's like what I mostly played. Yeah, same here. And Stu, we're of a similar age and such that I, I know that the first one I got into was three zero, not three five. So I think we're probably in that same same vein. Definitely, yeah. D and D three point oh. Mm-hmm. And then 3.5, a lot of 3.5. Tons of it. That's like what I played all through college. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm still the same age as you guys, but the very first RPG I played was when I was like 11, however old you are in fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> because the, those scholastic book orders had something called Star Wars Missions. Oh, God. That's right. We talked about uh-huh. this before. Uh-huh. Didn't you say you found some or somebody found some? I, I, I found some stuff online. Yeah, you played it with one D20 and a D6. And it was essentially a choose your own adventure game where you kept track of a couple different stats. Um, uh-huh. There were, and, and there were like 20 books in this series, and they're all, you know, like 100 pages easy for a fifth grader to read but mm-hmm. there were like four book story arcs and i remember like oh, waiting to I feel to like i would have been really next. into that oh it, i yeah, don't remember it, ever it, seeing it it was I, the fucking shit like, i would have lost myself in those you things. had stat cards for like popular star wars enemies like boba fett and ig88 and mm. everything <clears throat> and it was basically do you have a weapon you roll a d6 do you have a good weapon you roll the d20 or mm-hmm. something like that god um, if i had known these existed I would be so much more of a bigger nerd than I already am, <laughs> which I don't know nerd. how. I played a lot of video game RPGs on like the computer before I started playing tabletop stuff. Yeah. 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 So I played those in like fifth grade, then played computer RP or video game RPGs, but the didn't play a tabletop RPG again until I was an adult. And I guess it was about four years ago, not long after I'd moved out here to Salt Lake City, actually I played D and D fifth edition for the first time um, with some other people that we know. Um, and I was like, I'll give it a try. It was fun. I actually really like fifth edition. Fifth edition is really good. I, I'm sure we've talked about, have we talked about D&D sure on another podcast? I'm sure we have. We've that, at least like, talked about it on uh, the floor is lager. Yeah. Which, which you, you know. can find episodes of somehow. <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's in the internet ether. But somewhere. like, 
I feel like three five was so huge, and then fourth edition. I mean, it, it gets debated all the time, but three, I feel 3. like three point five was so big that it spawned like Pathfinder mm-hmm. because fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons came out, and it was really divisive. It was a very it, it was a departure. It was very yeah. different. So then people who wanted to keep playing three point five started playing Pathfinder, mm-hmm. which is basically the same system with a couple of very small tweaks, and. None of the uh, proprietary monsters that are owned by Wizards. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah Wizards did a thing with the D20 system in that they actually open source licensed it. Mm-hmm. So you can just make a D20 dice RPG system based off of 3.5. And many people have. Yeah. Oh, nice. So when you see something that's like D20 modern, that's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Wheel of Time D20 RPG That's game. I picked that up. Uh, <laughs> I played a D20 RPG game that was based on those similar stats that was X-Men. I briefly played a D20 Doctor Who game. That sounds all right. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. I have plus three to exterminate. <laughs> so, so was D&D the first RPG that you both ran as a DM slash GM? Yes. No. For me, it was. Uh, for me, it was the uh, D20 Star Wars. Oh, the, the West End D20? Not no, the D6 no. one, not, not the, the Wizards. Oh, okay. The okay. Wizards Star Wars one. Uh, the principal villain was Jodo Cast, the oh, Boba Fett one. <laughs> God, yeah, old Star terrible. Wars EU canon. Hey, if not for that, we'd have never had Chad Blaine. So. No. Fucking, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the first system that I ran as a GM is the current Star Wars role-playing game license, the Fantasy Flight games, uh, proprietary dice, so it's not D6 or D20. That's Stu's favorite thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've got like six different dice and with funky symbols, but once you learn it, it's it's fun game. And if you're interested in listening to some of those Star Wars adventures, um, on this podcast feed, I, I do still have our old... 3.2 um, company stuff. Yeah, from yeah. when we were the 3.2 company podcast, I've kept our RPG episodes. There's a posted. lot of So them. if you dig back mm-hmm. through the archives. And they're great. We, we did uh, three-ish, or t- two and a half, three seasons of uh, the Fantasy Flight. Someday we'll RPG. finish that third arc. <laughs> we might, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm ready for like two more sessions. Yep. So that's all we need. Just yeah. finish that arc out. Now, if you like Star Wars, dig back and uh, some of those are pretty funny. Yeah, they really are. We collectively have been jonesing for some more tabletop RPGs. It's been a little, it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. Uh, Mike, you were talking about some of the, uh, there's another Fantasy Flight RPG system that you picked up. I know you picked it up when we were at Worlds. Yeah, uh, no, I picked it up just at the Fantasy Flight headquarters when we were there in May. Um, they have, it's it's just a four book series. There's not like a core rule book or anything. It's just called The End of the World. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a zombie uprising, alien invasion, the old gods, and I forget the fourth mm-hmm. one. It's like Rise of the Machines or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's like a Terminator thing. Yeah. So I picked up the zombie apocalypse one. And it's a D6 system that is pretty basic. You've got, you, you, you make your characters based off of you. Like you are playing the game as yourself. And your, your roles are just, you've got good dice and bad dice. Uh, you roll them, you cancel some things out and see what you get. The harder something is, the more bad dice there are. I've, I, I've run this game once, the zombie apocalypse one. Um, and it was kind of funny because I started the game with me as a player and then I died, you know, at the first sighting <laughs> of a zombie. So I got to describe myself being eaten uh, to the rest mm-hmm. of the player Great. characters. And, Did um, the zombie avoid the face? 
Went for the jugular. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and of course, I was playing with my wife and a team of doctors. So they're like, oh, we have to go try to save him. I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> Bad idea. You know what we're doing. Um, God, that reminds me of the real. You think a doctor reels. would be smart enough to know you just let that person die? <laughs> that remi- no saving them. That reminds me when the real zombie apocalypse, we all go to Mike's because he knows a real life doctor. <laughs> but the- He'll let me in because I have food prep skills. Yep. <laughs> and I've got food safety skills. There we go. Fat, your wife probably also has. <laughs> it, but that that one was fun because I didn't have to do a lot of prep as a game master for that one. Like I I knew mm-hmm. the general things I wanted to have happen, but it was playing a game with my friends uh, around like Salt Lake City. It's so almost, I, I could describe real locations like the gas station yeah. at the corner of Highland and uh, Fort Union, you nice. know? It's almost like one of those uh, starter box pre-built games, but... Yeah, yeah. It didn't take long to Insert your own local flavor into it. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. That actually reminds me of a D&D campaign I played briefly um, between semesters in college over the summer. A bunch of us got together and we decided to do an, a D&D session a campaign that was technically modern setting. We played ourselves, but we played what would happen if we were on a road trip and then suddenly sort of like land of the lost style just ended up in a fantasy world. <laughs> Wait, so it was the D and D cartoon. Oh shit. I guess <laughs> I think, I think you um, all got on a roller coaster my buddy, and at the end of the roller coaster, Ron, you were a cleric, a wizard and a fighter. My buddy Ron uh, was the DM and he, kind of loosely based it on Neverwhere. Oh, yeah, the, the Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman book. Yes. Go that on. was his sort of inspiration for it. Uh, but we just did, like, D&D classes, and we just assumed that we, like, all had, like, training montages, basically. So I was, I, was montage. The, I was the driver on the road trip, and I was driving my, my blue Pontiac vibe at the time. Yeah. And I decided on the samurai class and made armor out of my car. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so fucking I had, like, sweet. Blue paneled samurai armor. That, and then unfortunately yeah. the first person who hit you, your armor had crumple zones. And you're like, no! <laughs> yeah, it was all like cheap Five, fiberglass shit. crumple zones. Starter <laughs> armor. It's level one. <laughs> no, that sounds really cool. No, that is neat. It was fun. Did the monk just kind of like zone out for a second and go, oh, no kung fu. <laughs> I got it. Pre the Matrix. No, it was definitely post. Okay. Yeah. Matrix was like 1999. I was like, we're not. I was like like 12. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I couldn't see the Matrix in theaters because it was rated R. (sighs) God damn. Yep. Yep. So somehow I was able to see Event Horizon in the theaters before I was old enough. (laughs) Whatever. That's what we call a callback. (laughs) Um, So you. Mike has recently played that D6 zombie system by Fantasy Flight. Uh, most recently, the de- my most recent departure from Dungeons & Dragons was the, f- the newly upgraded Fate system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it used to be, uh, I think, an acronym for something. Now it's just literally just Fate meets yeah. Fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's D6, but it has symbols, plus or minus or blank. Yeah. And it's basically yeah. you roll and whatever your net result is by canceling out positives and negatives and then adding whatever your relevant stat is determines how successful you are but the neat thing about fate is that it is collaborative so yes there is a game master but at the same time what the game master is doing is introducing you to a scenario telling you generally what's happening setting you loose in it 
and then any major decision or even a lot of minor decisions are group efforts. You basically, the player will say, oh, I want to, I want to like try to parkour up this wall or something like that. And the GM might say, okay, well, I've laid out these conditions for the scenario. And currently this warehouse that you're in is on fire. So that makes it a little bit harder for you to parkour because stuff is really hot or, you know, the walls are melting a little bit and makes it slick or something. So they may offer you a fate point that you can use to, um, in exchange for you taking a negative to your check to do that. And then in the future, you can use that fate point to re-roll, add bonuses to stuff, or just decide something narratively vital happens and you make it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have read the, the fate core rules and I actually have a specialized version for the Atomic Robo comic series. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, Sweet. And, and like I ran a one-off in that and it... Like I, I really do like the basic concept of fate, but for people who have played D twenty systems for mm-hmm. a long time, it, it's sort of hard to break out of that mold and be more it's, collaborative. Yeah, so like for people who much more enjoy to be the just like players in a RPG, it can be a little hard to to break into yeah. because more is being asked. Of yeah, you. like you're being asked to also kind of participate in the game mastering. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good like kind of midpoint between those two is those White Wolf systems. Yeah, uh, White Wolf is very storytelling, story driven, very setting and role playing set, but it still has you know stat sheets and you're still rolling dice to determine things. But it is it's stronger narrative focus, and so it kind of can move you from very kind of dice heavy dungeon crawly D and D Pathfinder that kind of thing to a more like storytelling less dice dependent kind of system mm-hmm. i've really enjoyed the white wolf stuff um in fact i think that they're currently working on a new edition that is a d20 oh so i think it's like vampire it's like v20 now vampire remind me D20. is um is mage one of the white wolf games? yeah so the white wolf core properties it's world of darkness right so what in the most recent revision they did it they came out with a world of darkness book that was kind of like, here's the setting, here's how to base create just kind of a human and some various things with this, and here's some ideas on like ghosts and kind of spooky things that happen, and kind of set the the framework for everything. And then they came out with books that were specialized. So they came out with a vampire book, a werewolf book, a mage book. There were one or two GameCube games based on the White Wolf, yeah, uh, zombie bad. or vampire hunter, the reckoning. Yes, that's what they were called. Yeah. yeah. There were PC games for Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, those were actually those are cool. really good. In fact, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is amazing. I, think I only played the first one. Uh, Redemption. Yeah, yeah, that one's like a third person. You're like a Templar or something in the Middle Ages, and you start out in the Middle Ages, that, and you become like, a vampire, and then it kind of jumps to modern like, day. Like you screw up somehow, and like you get put to sleep for centuries, and then you wake up in modern day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that game's all right. Uh, Bloodlines is really, really good. That one uses the Unreal Edition engine. It's first person. Oh, first it's very, okay, very so it's like kind of different. It's kind of Half Life esque. Oh, okay. It's but it's also very story driven mm-hmm. and like 
multiple ways at going through things like, you know, hey, yeah. do you want to sneak in this thing? Do you want to talk great. your way through stuff? It's really cool. Sounds almost I like a progenitor to like... Deus Ex. Deus Ex, exactly. It's, it's around... I think it's actually older than... De- it's newer than Deus Ex. So it's kind oh, wow. of... It's it's got that kind so maybe of maybe it was a little inspired by it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I should do a stream of that game one of these days. Yeah, it's uh, really Hunter good. the Reckoning was not that good, and it was a sequel, G- Hunter the Reckoning Reckoning yeah. or whatever it was called was <laughs> yeah. just the same. That one thing. was like a dual joystick shooter, right? Like uh, uh, there's kind almost, of like that, yeah. that like. Not top down, but not side view, kind of in Yeah, that three quarter ISO. Yeah, it was very Diablo esque. It was oh, like Diablo okay. Gauntlet with weird. Yeah, I, like I, I remember. And... I remember having fun with it, but also right. knowing well, this is Hunter a great the game. Reckoning is a really cool setting within the White Wolf stuff, where you're just normal people, and then all of a sudden, like the veil gets removed, and you can see the supernatural world for what it is, Ooh. and you're just like walking down the street, and you think you see two people that are kind of like hugging and maybe necking a bit and then like all of a sudden just a voice booms in your head and it's like they are not who they seem and like all of a sudden you can tell it's a vampire and you're like holy shit I have to do something about this and you run up and like your hand turns to fire man those levels just spiked yeah uh, Hunter the Wrecking. Uh, let, let, cool. Let's adjust that compressor. Yeah, um, <laughs> not to be confused with Hunter the Reckoning, where you play uh, a hunter and his quest to become the champion of the Destruction Derby. Hell's yeah, <laughs> starring Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> there was actually such a running gag because they kept making so many like other things because it was Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Mage, the Ascension. What what I like about that world is they all... They all played together, together. yeah. Because it was all a common system, so you could play any of them separately. You could play them all together. Like, all of it's happening at the same time. There are mages that are in secret. There are vampires, Mm -hmm. werewolves, zombies, all that stuff. Uh, They kept coming out with more and more of blank the blank. So it was like, Demon, the Fallen. What the fuck? Promethean, the Created... Ooh, uh, what there the was, fuck is that? What? Promethean the Created? Yeah, what? You are a Frankenstein monster oh, or that, something okay. else? I was, I was trying to figure uh, out what exactly. You were trying to tie it into that goddamn Ridley Scott Prometheus thing. No, no. no. Yeah, you're like a Frankenstein <laughs> I was monster I was like, or are you a, like golem a, a golem. Or, yeah, that's what I was like. Prometheus and Bob. The, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, that game, the various like classes kind of thing that you select is mm-hmm. based on which of the humors you are. Are you bile? Are you whatever? Are you? What? It's really weird. Fucked up. You're like, yeah, it's like, are you this kind of, are you a risen corpse like a Frankenstein? Are you a clay golem? Are you this or that? That one's weird. I'm P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm homunculus. Homun- <laughs> yeah, that's homunculus, the unsightly. I say this because, I say this because one of the uh, first gaming podcasts I listened to was called Gamer the Podcasting. (laughs) Uh, Of course. That one was really good. They were actually very LARP based. So that's how I learned how to make fake blood. Okay. Well, for Halloween. Yeah. No. Um, (laughs) It's a line I have not crossed uh yeah but i've played a ton of someday i'm gonna larp well I, I know people who do i know i need to get in on some of that you should do it i know Be part i have of their like, i have a bunch of like vampire stuff 
clothing I can do. Um, but this is <laughs> I've not never the po- gone into Scott's house farther than the living room, yeah. so I haven't seen any of this shit. This is not the podcast about LARPing. That's for later. <laughs> um, God, where were we? We were talking about different RPG systems. Right, yeah. Uh, have you guys ever seen a bunch of like weird oddball ones? You were talking about a Dragon Ball Z one, Stu. I, when I was a kid, um, like maybe 13 or so, I picked up a book at a game store mm-hmm. that I found, and I've never played it, never convinced anybody, but I still have it, just mm-hmm. in case. It's a really kind of small book, but it's just core rules for a Dragon Ball Z RPG. <laughs> Spend the entire game system charging up your spirit bomb. <laughs> yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> On the last episode of This is the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, on the next episode of This Is the Podcast. Oh no, <laughs> I might lose him here. <laughs> I, I played in one uh, recently. Uh, a guy bought a Call of uh, Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to play one. That sounds system. dope. And, and it's a D one hundred system. Yeah. Like, like, so everything was you know rolling two D tens and um, trying to roll under something. So the more points you spent, the higher your value was, and it was mm-hmm. it was interesting. Uh, we obviously ended up losing that. that no, all, <laughs> all Call of Cthulhu games end with you yeah, losing, it, right? It, exactly. It sounds like the game rules are designed to drive you to madness trying to figure out how A to A little it. bit. <laughs> Wait, is there some kind of meta to this? <laughs> as soon as you crack that book open, you're just like, what have I done? This game system uses... I feel insane now. <laughs> this game system uses non-Euclidean dice. <laughs> I choose the Sam Neill class. So you never existed? Oh. <laughs> you were a character in the RPG from the, begin- <laughs> from the beginning? They lost me with that one. He's been at the Mountains good. of Madness. Yeah. He's also been in Event Horizon. Both are weird cosmic horrors. I, I was try, like, trying to tie Event Horizon in, but couldn't. But Spoilers. I seen the other one. Spoilers. In the Mountain of Madness, Sam Neill's character turns out to have been a character in a book the whole time. The, the, <laughs> in the movie, he's a, an author that decides to go to this weird town. It's like he's been writing books about this weird town, and then it turns oh, out yeah, the town is real. And, and he can't figure it out why. He goes and there, he goes a bunch there. of crazy, just weird shit happens. It's I awesome. I thought that was a shitty Will Ferrell rom-com. No. <laughs> bunch of crazy weird shit happens? No, but he's the author that's actually describing it real time. I actually kind of like that movie. That movie's Stranger pretty good. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's what it's fiction. called, yeah. yeah. That movie's pretty good. I understand why you would not like it. Yeah. I, I don't remember a thing about it's a it. That's why I assume it was movie. shitty. Yeah, no. Mountains of Madness is really good. It's one of those ones I've been meaning to pick up for our yes. weird movie night. Weird movie night. Look out for our future podcast episodes about weird... 80s horror movies. Like the reanimator. Yes. Yep. Starring uh Wayun. Yeah. <laughs> and Wayun. Yeah. Uh right. So do we have anything else to say about RPG systems? Um, uh, let's see. Maybe like what our favorite classes are? Or I the mean, archetype? Archetype. What we like to play well, in so- RPGs. Yeah, because archetype is better in that. Because in that'll be more broad spectrum. Like, for example, and it hasn't happened in some of the games we've been playing, mainly because with as many new people as we've been playing with, I didn't want to take on this role. But usually in RPG games, I tend to be what is commonly known as the face character. 
mm-hmm. which is kind of that high charisma talking to people, negotiation, diplomacy, intimidation kind of skill, like interaction skill class. Yeah, in college I did that a lot. Mostly yeah. roguey, sneaky mm-hmm. types. Yeah. And I just I love roguey, sneaky types in everything. But in my more recent years, I've gotten just way into the mage type character. Right. Or just like, you know, depending on what the setting is, mage or the like lore master or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to mash opposites together. Like in D&D, um, like this big, huge, dragonborn, smooth talker, gambler type. Right, yeah. Uh, and th- That looks like a warrior, but is totally super weak. Um, He's like the bard. Uh, al- <laughs> yeah, uh, although uh, I might have had the most fun with my gnome bard who had an accordion that shot fire. That was all <laughs> how I did all my spells. But yeah, I, I, I try to mash opposites together. It's not always... A successful journey as a character. You like playing against either class or against I do like, like race. doing that. Yeah. Um, there can be real fun from that kind of thing. Yeah, I've I've played a gnome barbarian before, um, with like eighteen strength, so it's like funny to play yeah, yeah. a two and a half foot tall thing that can kick down a door. Um uh, and Tater's, My favorite example of that Eric's yeah, is Tater's fav- like first and probably favorite character is uh, Rob, the barbarian, the halfling barbarian. Dex halfling barbarian? Yeah, he's just super fast and he uses a rapier, but he gets rage and like just does more damage than everybody else. Yeah, that, that Or his Star Wars character, which is essentially Joe Bluth. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chad Blaine is amazing and terrific. And he like... Go back and check out those old 3.2 he, company He episodes. unintentionally like made his character terribly and like didn't play to any of his strengths. And then it ended up being the best thing ever. Uh Oh, you one shot at a (laughs) elite special forces. (laughs) Well, like he picked a class and a race that do not go together in star Wars. And then he like, he picked something that wanted lots of agility and then did not have much agility. This is the podcast where we shit on Tater's RPG. (laughs) But it it worked worked out and it's the most hilarious thing. He is the best character in that game. Yeah. Rob's like kind of power gamey. Yeah. B one six five B Y disagrees. Well, you're biased. <laughs> yeah. Beep. Um, but cut that shit also out. Great. No, you won't. I might. What kind of RPGs do you like in the audience? Yeah. If any, tell us about a crazy system that you've played. Mike or Dearden tell will us about write D character. Mike Dearden will write in and tell us about how he introduced me to Big Eyes Small Mouth. Oh my God, Big Eyes Small Mouth! I, I want to play it. Even want to know? It's the anime role playing. I game. want to play it so bad. Statement have... stands. Don't <laughs> you can play as a magical girl. <laughs> they're both looking or at me super too excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> their their faces have warped into Big Eyes Small Mouth. I believe. Mouth. <laughs> I believe one of the classes is normal kid. <laughs> the one that just every, all the crazy shit happens. Yeah, yeah. No, like he has like weird, like <laughs> he buffs other party members and has like super dodge moves to like always not be in combat. You can play like like a speed racer type or like a power a, ranger, like a, like a robot pilot. Yeah. 
Right. Well, if you like or to, Sailor Moon, if you like to roll dice with many different sides in uh, role playing games, you should let us know which one is your favorite on our Facebook page. Just search for this is the podcast. You might have to put Salt Lake City in there. I don't remember. Uh, our Twitter is at the podcast SLC because this is the podcast is one letter too long. We did not plan that very well. That's the yeah, story of our lives here. Uh, or you could send us emails to contact at this is the podcast.net. Uh, you can talk to us about your RPG stuff there or send us an email of uh, just topics you'd like us to talk about. Because we've done clearly a lot of really nerdy shit. So if you have, yeah, topic, if you have topics to talk about, like, I mean, God, Stu and I could talk about Gunpla, but that's not good. Please don't let that happen. Please send in new topics. <laughs> Remember to hashtag titpee. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs> um, right. Well, that was a podcast where we talked about uh, RPG systems and all that stuff. Let's let, let me end it with something. Yeah, grab some grab some dice and all right, I rolled a 19, a crit, and a four. Ooh, I rolled an eight, but then a nine on my D10. Ooh. Well, I combine systems. I've got the FFG dice and 15. Uh right. But I get a plus three to ending podcast, so uh, that's a success. Uh, nope. Uh, my my crit uh, results in critical podcast fail, data, data corrupted, must start over. Oh. oh. And then Stu rolled a blank. Fuck! <laughs>